0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you.
2: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love.
2: In our Roman river, lavish lakes and streams,
0: pines full of the wildest life and possibilities. I said
3: one Mississippi, there's a magnoid tree.
0: It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: From the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay, I want to welcome you to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi, because as I say, every single week, Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or on Super Talk TV at C Spire TV, or you might be watching the show on YouTube or Facebook or listening on your favorite podcast, it's set September the fourth, two thousand and twenty-three, and and, and uh, incidentally, it's Labor Day. So I want <clears throat> to, I want to, I want to, uh, well, h- hope you're having a great Labor Day here, and that over the weekend you had some really good dove hunting, and some good uh, deer getting, you know, getting ready for the deer season prep time. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a little frog in my throat to start to show up today. Hey, listen, uh, there's no better place to start a conversation about prepping for deer season. Or looking back on the wonderful social sport that, that dove hunting is in Mississippi, than to welcome back my friend Cuz Strickland, who really needs no introduction. Uh cuz, how you doing, my friend?
5: I'm good. I'm good. It's a it's a pleasure to love talking to you, Ricky, and the the I'm amazed how many times after I've been on the show I'll go out and I hear it. You think, man, you got all the bases covered, and then you hear, Man, I heard you on Super Talk. It's uh it's a powerful, it's a powerful vehicle. I'm honored to be here.
4: Hey, listen, it's it. You know, I enjoy having these conversations. So when I get a note from someone, or I'm out, out, you know, out and about, and someone walks up to me and says, "Man, I really enjoyed that show," it reminds me that people actually listen. <laughs> because yeah. when I'm doing this show, and I know you feel the way about you, same way about the Fistful of Dirt podcast you have, yeah. you are having this wonderful conversation that you're getting so much out of that just so happens to be something other people are going to listen to too. But if you can bring that authenticity and that passion and love for the outdoors to a conversation like you have, and I hope that I'm able to do the same thing here, people are going to pay attention to it. That's the bottom line.
5: That's right. The best ones are always when you forget your recording and it turns into a conversation. I know you know that.
4: I do, I do. It's good. I got a note once from a guy. I may have mentioned this to you before, but I just is worthy of mentioning again. Uh, from a guy who said that he that he works at a factory up in North Mississippi, and he and his and his fellow workers, what they'll do at lunchtime is they'll go into their little lunch area and they'll turn Super Talk Outdoors on on Monday, and as you know, they'll eat their sandwiches and listen to the show. And I thought, wow, man, see that? I love that. I because okay. they all love they love. Hunting and fishing, and and they just love celebrating the outdoors with us. But to me, that's success, man. That's success when you got a bunch of guys in a factory getting together, blue collar guys who love the outdoors, who are paying attention. I love that.
5: I do too. I, I had a, a mom come up to me. I spoke. I don't forget. I don't remember where it was. About a month and a half ago, and I might have already told you this, but she came up to me. She had three boys, just stair steps, and she said. She said, I, I, I love your podcast. I put it on my boys' phones. And I was like, really? She said, yeah, they, they love hunting, and I don't have to monitor yours. And it just that just made my mind. I was like, and that's no marketing, ploy.' Same way with your content. I'm telling you, I have learned people are looking for that. And wherever yeah. they can find it, they're going to lock on to it.
4: Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. And this, you know, go, coming back sort of to passion and authenticity. If you fake it,
5: (laughs) they will know.
4: They will figure it out so quickly to make your head spin. So if you don't know, you better say so (laughs) because there's always going to be smarter people paying attention.
5: Yep. I got a good format. When I find a guest, just like I had you on five, six, seven, eight weeks ago, I send questions ahead of time because that spurs better responses and it also spurs better questions from your guest. And I ask them a question and I let them talk. You know, what a unique format that is. And we we learned early on it doesn't have to be a celebrity. Interesting people are everywhere. You just gotta find them. Yeah, I
4: I I can't I can't agree more. Hey, listen, over this weekend the opening of Dove Season happened and I, I referred to it before I refer to duck hunting sort of as the ultimate social sport because when you're in the blind with your buddies and you know even if you don't have birds the the ragging and the fun that you can have and the laughs and the memories you make it's it's what what a what a wonderful way to celebrate life. But dove hunting's right there with it, man. You know it doesn't it's not this long extended gigantic season, but a lot of people get together, families come together, friends come together in preparation of the field. Certainly the dove hunt itself and it's you know the the cooking the dove afterwards and the enjoying time together but dove hunting is a great tradition in Mississippi isn't it?
5: Yeah, you know I'm from Natchez and I thought it was big until I moved up to West Point to the Golden Triangle and one of the first things I got introduced to up here was the Dove Club and it was, I mean it's just a circle of people who everybody fixes a field and you know for a week you go to different spots and you know it's a People rushing to get to this point or that point, and it's it's huge. Uh, I planted a huge cornfield in my dove field this year, and I did not have the heart to mow anything down. I'm just leaving it for the deer. So we did not have a dove shoot at my place, but you know that's okay. We still had a big barbecue and people hang out. We did a little fishing.
4: Yeah. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. You'll you'll love this. When I was growing up, uh, you know, as I may have mentioned before, I loved, I found a love of the outdoors for my dad and my grandfathers. But as I as I got a little bit older, i will say 15, 16 years old, my dad met a doctor friend of his, who had family up in West Point, Point. and we didn't, I didn't start hunting <laughs> dove until I was about, you know, 15 years old, and that's where we drove. We drove up uh, AJ AJ uh, McMurphy and his son Bo, who's a good friend of mine. Bo's in the home building business down here on the coast. And we'd come up to West Point, and good Lord, I—I I mean, I got yeah. You know, if you do that first, if that's your first dove hunting experience, then you're spoiled for the rest of your life because I've never seen so many birds. Also, the topography, of the land was amazing, and then you know when they piled up all the all those birds at the end and cleaned them and then cooked them. Boy, that that is part of the the heritage of West Point, isn't it?
5: It is. It's a really big deal. And, I, you know, it's just like one of the first people I ran into was Tony Rossetti. And he's from down in your part of the world. He's a Gulf Coast boy, but, you know, he, he's, he's been inducted into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. You know, uh, uh, unbelievable USA trap shooter. He still holds all kind of records. But let me tell you something. I got stuck next to him in a dove field. And I've never been so humbled in my life. I mean, it, these people up here—they—they they take it very serious.
4: <laughs> I know, I know they do. Hey, listen, uh, our, my farmer friend, who I leased three separate farms from up in the Mississippi Delta, he put a uh, dove field planting some sunflower seeds in the middle of—I uh, don't know. Four thousand acres of corn that was planted, and they and they, of course, they, oh, they harvested it, and I will send you a video and just show you the number of birds, but it's insane. Uh, it, rarely do you get that perfect scenario like that. And oh, and yeah. incidentally, the it, the uh, the uh, sunflower seeds were planted underneath the power line. So, <laughs> oh, my word. what more do you need to know about? <laughs>
5: yeah, you know who who needs to go down to Argentina when you got that in Mississippi. It'd be Good gracious, a lot! <laughs> oh
4: my goodness! Oh my goodness! Uh, I listen. Um, I had the I, I listen. You know, of course, I listen to your podcast uh, every week, and uh, you and your daughter continue to do an amazing job. She's what? A, what a great sidekick she is for you! <laughs> um, but you know, you you had the opportunity to be a speaker recently at a really important outdoors Hall of Fame
5: event. How did that go? It was. It, you know, it's the Legends of the Outdoors Hall of Fame, and some people, I mean, he doesn't publicize it a bunch, but it I mean, when you go and you look at the names that's been inducted to that, it's crazy Fred Bear, Bill Dance, I mean, Johnny Marr, it's crazy, and uh, they asked me to be the keynote speaker this year, and it happened to be the year that Kevin Van Dam was being inducted to the Hall of Fame, and I had a Kevin Van Dam story and uh, it was it was humbling and the reason that event's humbling, because they, they'll bring in five or six people that got inducted, and they'll all have family members with them. And when somebody introduces them, there's tears flowing, and it's just everything is for the right reason. And uh, to, to be the keynote speaker when Kevin Van Dam went in, was uh, it was pretty special.
4: Hey, uh, first of all, I always thought that he had such a cool name. <laughs> yeah, KVD. What what a great name. And gosh, I remember many so many years ago watching him on on the Bass Tournament Trail. And first of all, he's a really, really, really good fisherman. But on top of that, he's a really good Person, you know, I mean, he's a, he's the kind of guy that people just were drawn to. So, I mean, you have to have a lot of success to get to become a legend like he's become. Yeah, uh, but you gotta have the ability to touch people too, and his ability to touch people is just incredible, isn't it? In fact, why don't we do this? We're at the end of this segment. We'll come back on the other side and let you talk about that, and you can actually tell your Kevin Van Dam story, okay. uh, which I, I think I think is a good one. Uh, when we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation on this. Later Day with Ronnie Cuff Strickland from the Mossy Oaks family. We'll see you after this. I said Mississippi to this land called home. i breathe Mississippi till I'm dead.
2: asked for it and it's back exclusively from Ag Up Equipment a free rotary cutter that's right for a limited time get a free rotary cutter with the purchase of any 3D or 3E John Deere compact tractor from Ag Up Equipment plus 0% for 84 months financing browse online at agup.com offer ends 102723 some restrictions apply subject to approved credit with John Deere Financial see dealer for details
3: Big at Troy Brand Furniture's Labor Day sale going on now. Choose your Lazy Boy recliner from over 500 in stock starting at $399. Save $200 on big man recliners and also save over $300 on reclining sofas and love seats. But the savings aren't limited to Lazy Boy. Save on bedroom, dining room, and mattresses up to 24 months no interest financing. Go shop with the brands you trust at Troy Brand Furniture in Hickory and their new location on Front Street Extension, Meridian. Come down to Cock of the Walk. It's the final Mississippi Braves homestand as we face the Tennessee Smokies September 5th through 10th at Trustmark Park. Mark at the Park returns on Tuesday, presented by Hollywood Feed, followed by First Responders Wednesday. Come thirsty for Truck Works thirsty Thursday and Jackson State Night on September 7th. Enjoy back-to-back fireworks nights on Friday, September 8th, and then Saturday, September 9th after the 6.05 p.m. game, courtesy of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. And then the season concludes with Raising Kane Sunday Family Fun Day on September 10th at 2.05 with pregame on-field photo with a Braves player opportunity. For tickets, MississippiBraves.com
2: all the folks in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning six till nine gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi
0: 97.3 leading the conversation on mississippi's outdoors it's super talk outdoors with ricky matthews on super talk mississippi mississippi
4: Welcome back to uh, Super Talk Outdoors from the Foundation Studio right here on Vilexi's Back Bay. I like to say that every week. Actually, I'll be doing some shows from up in the Mississippi Delta in the coming months. So I'll be I'll be I'll be saying right here in the Mississippi Delta soon, as we uh, we got to get back up there and get get busy. We got a couple of food plots we want to make and we got some work to do. We got a lot of cutting to do. We got some spraying to do. We're we're running out of time, but uh, we work with our farm. Up there and he's still harvesting, so we gotta wait till he get him to get done, and then we'll we'll get we'll get busy. After a couple of good weekends, we'll we'll be back on track again. But I had the opportunity to visit with my friend Ronnie Cut Strickland. And when we went to break, we were talking about he had the opportunity to be a speaker at this legends event. And um, Kevin Van Dam was uh, was inducted into this Hall of Fame, and uh, we were talking about how you know, he not only was Kevin Van Dam a great fisherman, a great bass fisherman just a legend bass fisherman but he's a good person and people connected with him and I mentioned to, to Ronnie Cuz Strickland before we went to break, uh, before we came back off of break that he has that ability to connect, Ronnie Cuz has that ability to connect with people, that's one of the reasons why I think his Fistful of Dirt podcast is doing so well but um, you know to, to reconnect with uh, Van Dam and, and uh, be able to sort of convey the story of how you guys connected. It was was a special moment for you, wasn't it?
5: It was. You know, he's Elvis. He he really is. You get into that fishing world, Hank Parker told me one time, he said, because nobody's at his level. Hank Parker won the the classic twice, back to back, and to hear that kind of praise, but I I told my Kevin Van Damme story, and this happened decades ago before Mossy Oak had any fishing clothes, and I there was a grand opening of a store, and I think it was in Georgia, <coughs> somewhere down there. It was a big store, all kinds of hunting stuff. They also had a, a boat store, and for their grand opening, they were bringing in Kevin Van Dam. And uh called me in there, or Bill Sugg, so somebody did, saying we need somebody there. And I was looking at the poster. and I said, I, now, man, I got this. I'll be the Mossy Oak rep. That's all I was, because he's going to be there. I said, I'd kind of like to meet him. And uh, I got down there early because, you know, there's there's no such thing as on time. You're either early or you're late. So I, I went down on a Friday, found the store, met the manager and all that. And I said, what time are we kicking off in the morning? He said, 8 o'clock. I said, okay. So I'll roll up there at 7. And there's there's two vehicles already there, the guy that owns the place and Kevin Van Dam. I didn't know that was his truck. I kind of thought it was. But I went in, and I, hear, and I never met him. He didn't know me from Adam, I didn't think. I walked in, I hear this voice. Hey, cuz, you drink coffee. And I looked around, it's Kevin Van Dam. He, he's, not only is he making coffee, he brought in like five boxes of donuts. And we we started visiting and he stuck kind of with me all day. And by the end of the day, I felt like I was his like his long-lost uncle or something. It was, and he, he wasn't doing that for any reason. And he did that with everybody, but I and that was the, the gist of my speech was what separates good people to that great level. It's not only you, you got to be great at your craft, but when you treat people like that, it just happens. And boy, he had that. So I, I, I think I had a pointed speech for him. He got a kick out of it. <laughs> well, hey, you
4: know, because what was so cool about the podcast where you were just reflecting, about the fact that you had to give this speech and and you it was you actually it was a podcast where you didn't even have a guest you just talked and your daughter made it a podcast and she should have made it a podcast she has a really good instinct on this but what what you talked about was this ability you know, listen people want you to treat them well and i think yeah. the golden rule is treat people the way you want to be treated but actually there's a wonderful book that's been written called break all the rules and it's and it said he he believed that you should turn the golden rule sort of around a bit and he said instead of treating people the way you want to be treated treat people the way they want to be treated some people, you know, the ability to connect with people, that empathy that you can bring to the table is the thing that, you know, you you told the story about a CEO, I think it was with Dodge or whatever, but the reality was this ability to connect with people uh, you can bring all the smarts in the world to the table, but people aren't going to follow you if you can't connect with them and they're not going to be inspired by you if they can't connect with you and you, one of the cool things about that podcast where you talked about it was that you've had this opportunity to meet so many cool people. Some of them just focused on the outdoors and people don't know the, who they are. Some of them big-time outdoor personalities. But a common thread of all of them is their ability to connect with people. And uh, I love the way you talked about that.
5: Well, yeah. I mean, you, the great ones have that in common. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. And, uh, you know, that people, people, everybody thinks they're important or whatever. But, you know, Mr. Fox, he he said, that's everybody, that's why God gave you two ears and one mouth. People love to be listened to. And, you know, people come up to me and it's still humbling. Oh, I saw this and I saw that. Well, you know what? If it's important to them, it's important to me. Uh, I was last night, I went with a buddy of mine to look at a tractor up in New Albany you know, last thing I expected to run into was a fan well the guy that owned the tractor when I got out he's like, Are you cuz? Yeah. And we talked for thirty minutes before we even looked at the tractor and took a picture and all that. But <laughs> you know, it was important to him. Does it make me feel silly? Yeah, it really does. But you know, that's the responsibility you're handed if if you've been on whatever. So, and I, you know, I kind of wear that like a badge, and I'm looking for it. I, I'm not going to pass by anybody if I can. And, you know, that's not a lot to ask. Is to treat somebody with some respect and uh, shake their hand and wear that Mississippi badge. You know, I'm in Mississippi. <coughs> oh, for sure, oh. man. Hey, you mentioned
4: <laughs> you mentioned Mr. Fox when when I talked to Toxie or when I talked to to uh, his two sons. And or anyone who has been inspired by Mr. Fox, I mean, what a living legend that man is!
5: Yeah, he, uh, you know, physically he's he's uh, he's pretty weak right now. Still sharp, absolutely sharp as a tack. He had his nine, I think ninety-third or ninety-fourth birthday. Uh, uh, his birthday's the day after mine. It was the day after the Legends Hall of Fame thing. But yeah, he. Uh, He's, he's reached a legend status, and again, it was just kind of by the way he handled himself. You know, he wasn't in the camel business. He helped Toxie, but everybody that he dealt with, with Brian Foods, he did the livestock mine. There's just hundreds of thousands of people that know him, and uh, some he's one of them people, yeah, you have a tough decision, you know, I'll be thinking, I wonder what Mr. Fox would do. <laughs>
4: yeah there's hey, that would make a great t-shirt actually yeah.
5: Absolutely,
4: no, no doubt about that. You know, when you think about brand loyalty, Mossy Oak is one of those brands that has sort of stood the test of time. And all—you always had competitors that are cropping up all over the place. Yeah. You know, it's—you uh, know—we see that in the digital world. We've talked about that before on our show about how TV has changed and all that. But but the connection that people have with a brand like Mossy Oak is one that can really stand the test of time, isn't it?
5: It is. And you know, Toxie from the from the outset, and I was kind of here from the get go and it was always not about him or me or Bill or Bob or anybody. It was always about the critters and the habitat and all that. And we just stood by that and it's like you said, people have a pretty good cheese meter. They can tell when you're sincere and when you're not by your by your actions and your words and I'm very proud of the actions of this company as far as conservation and doing the right thing. And of course, we we all have to have revenue. That's what drives the engine. But the way we've went about it and all that stems from Toxie's marketing background has been uh, hey, just be yourself, be who you are. And uh, if you're not a good person, you, won't, you probably won't be here long. But it, it's been fun to watch. I'm very, I'm very proud of that. Uh, you know, I, I told you I had a bunch of outdoor riders up here one time, and we were giving a tour, and they were interviewing Toxin in his office and asking, you know, what his corporate plan was, and he pulled out that little piece of paper with a handwritten note that said, "Keep the team together," and it's kind of been as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, you're a corporate guy, you know <clears throat> what pe- what people and the team means to success. You can't.
4: It's hard to teach culture. And if yeah. somebody wants to change a culture, you know, I was involved in significant change efforts as a, as a CEO. And you're talking about a three to five year process, even if you can do it. And yeah. so the fact that you can keep that institutional knowledge that drives the organization, the culture, the core of the culture, the heart of the culture, the soul of the culture over so many years what a heck of a story that is. And I'll tell you something really interesting. After I've met Toxie through this show and his sons and you, <clears throat> what I have found. Found is you know for for an outdoorsman you'll see real tree over here and mossy oak over there. I have found that anything that's real tree with all with no with all due respect to my real tree friends, um, anything that's real tree I kind of put it in a box and set it aside because I, I've I've tended to gravitate toward mossy oak because I know the people at Mossy Oak and because it's a Mississippi company and I want to support a Mississippi company. And when I'm out and about, I want to have Mossy Oak on. I want to be proud wearing it. And I bet there's a lot of people who tell you that.
5: It it is. You know, it's like my grandsons. You better not hand them anything. It's not bottom land. And (laughs) and it ain't nothing I've done. They've just seen how we roll. It's all about how you roll. And that's, like you said, that's hard to get.
4: Yeah, I, I, lo- I, lo- I love that, though, man. Uh, stand the test of time. Hey, because yeah. it's been a pleasure to visit with you, my friend.
5: Well, happy Labor Day. I hope everything in the Delta goes good. Post some pictures of your food plots as you're working.
4: Yeah, we will. And next time we're in, we'll talk about, you know, the fun that you're having, do- working on your food plots. This has been this has been Cuz Strickland from Mossy Oak. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We'll see you after this. Mississippi
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Your Labor Day, a 50-50 shot of rain, partly sunny, high near 96. Tonight, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 73. Your Tuesday, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 95. And a look to Wednesday, sunny and hot, high near 97. This weather service of Gaddis McLaurin in downtown Bolton. It's the Hunting Appreciation Event, September 7th through the 9th, with deals on seed, fertilizer, and much, much more. Gaddis McLaurin in downtown Bolton.
0: There's something about tradition that always says a lot An honest dedication and work that's
5: not forgotten.
0: Pride is what we lean on, customers that know there's not a better body shop no matter where you go.
6: We don't use fancy gimmicks, we're proven tried and true. Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe, the Philly cheesesteak sandwich or wrap, melt-in-your-mouth pulled pork sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Pelium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect
3: and grow your business with Pelium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pelium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com.
1: I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the Orchard, I knew it was perfect. The Orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For the extra peace of mind, call The Orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to Orchard retirement.com
2: you asked for it and it's back exclusively from Ag Up Equipment a free rotary cutter that's right for a limited time get a free rotary cutter with the purchase of any 3D or 3E John Deere compact tractor from Ag Up Equipment plus 0% for 84 months financing Browse online at agup.com. Offer ends 10 Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit with John Deere Financial. See dealer for details.
6: ESISupply.net
2: It's not if you're going to have
6: a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net take it from scary gary if it can spill it's gonna ESI supply 601-933-4910 that's 601-933-4910 or online at esisupply.net
7: i'm jt mitchell and you're listening to super talk mississippi news we now have additional details regarding a hostage situation at the grenada walgreens last night According to the Department of Public Safety, the suspect was shot and killed by law enforcement, putting an end to the nearly four-hour standoff. No hostages are being reported as injured as the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation takes over the case. They'll then report any findings. The suspect's name has not been released at this time. A disturbance at the Raymond Detention Center over the weekend is being attributed to gang activity. Hines County Sheriff Tyree Jones says a group of detainees tried to break into the housing unit of a rival gang Saturday evening. Jones clarified saying it was not a riot and no one was injured as law enforcement responded quickly. For all things Mississippi sports, news, and politics, find us online at supertalk.fm. Tune in to Middays with Gerard Gibbert each weekday, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Is retirement on your mind? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com to find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. This September 14th and 15th, the Ole Miss Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship will host the second annual It's All Relative Family Business Symposium at the Sheraton Flowood Refuge Hotel. This open forum will connect family business owners and employees with industry experts providing valuable insights. Among the speakers are Hugh Mina, Chairman and CEO of C Spire, and Dr. Justin Craig of Northwestern University's Kellogg School of Management. For more information or to register, visit olemisscie.com backslash family-business-23. Join Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Contact MCEF today, leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement.
0: Feeling down? This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cuts and walls and fall
3: football, a cup cold sunset. And a deal Welcome
4: back to Super Talk Outdoors. I really appreciate you joining us. I always enjoy those conversations with my buddy Cuz, and uh, this past weekend with dove season and all that. What a great opportunity for all of us to enjoy the outdoors with our family. What a—you know—I always talk about duck hunting being sort of that ultimate social sport, but but if you really in Mississippi, the ultimate social sport is uh, is dove hunting. You know, where we can all get together and and do the things we enjoy doing even before and during and then certainly after the hunt. So much fun. Hey, listen, I'm excited now to move over to my friend Justin Brooks, who's a Director of Governmental Relations at the Nature Conservancy. He worked with my good friend Alex Littlejohn, who's uh, accepted a job for Warehouser, and I'm so excited for, for Alex. I'm not surprised, incidentally, because Alex is an absolute incredible conservation leader, and uh, we exchanged notes yesterday. He's going to be joining me in a future show to talk a little bit more about his new job and, and to look back actually and reflect on his time at the Nature Conservancy. So without any further ado let me uh, let me welcome my friend Justin into the conversation and first of all say good morning to you. how you doing my friend?
8: Good morning, Ricky. doing great. Um, uh, we also miss Alex here here at TNC and, and wish him all the best.
4: I, I know you do. Listen, uh, if I, I may call you son at some point during the, during this conversation, because I'm, I have a son named Justin, who who works at Price Waterhouse up in uh, New York City, and he he incidentally loves the outdoors as well. Uh, listen, uh, wh- what I want to do real quick is uh, just I want you to give the elevator speech on what you do at the Nature Conservancy. We're actually going to come back to that and talk a little bit more about the farm farm bill and some other stuff that's happening at the federal level. Anything in Mississippi? That you want to talk about. But I really want to start the show talking a little bit about your love of the outdoors. And but before we do that, what's your elevator speech on your job?
8: Yeah, so I serve as the government relations director here in Mississippi. And my job is to essentially connect the dots between the work that we're doing on the ground with our with our conservation projects and how that relates to policy and vice versa. Um, nearly as you all know every every part of our daily life is affected by policy and and it's no different for conservation so both on a federal and state level i I try to um, communicate with lawmakers let them know the effects um, and the needs uh, policy wise in, in the conservation arena
4: I tell you, man, you know, it's interesting. What I try to do on this show is keep it light for the most part, talking about why we love the outdoors and why Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America. I feel strongly about that. Maybe one day we'll get a bill passed that says Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America and maybe get some license tags that say that. That would be cool. But the, but the fact is, though, every now and then, and I say I won't overdo it, um, there have been a couple of instances the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund the, the the efforts by some to make the sell and transfer of tailed deer legal in the state. You know, just those are just a couple of examples where we're going to have to focus on those issues on this show. And the way I say it is that from time to time we're going to have to talk about why what happens in Jackson and why what happens in Washington matters to you because it takes it takes a village to make a conservation effort happen in the state. Nonprofit communities coming together, the state doing its job, <clears throat> the 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 Private sector doing this job, outdoorsmen and women doing their job, the federal government doing their job. A lot of different people who have to work together, don't they, Justin?
8: Absolutely, and you know whether you're a deer hunter or a duck hunter or enjoy dove hunting, policy is going to affect how you go about those hobbies, and so you need to be engaged. Um, You need to have a voice, be connected to your to your representative, both on a state and national level, to make sure that you know what they're doing is um in step with with what we're seeing out there in the real world
4: no doubt and Mississippi has done a really good job and I often talk about Aldo Leopold and the North American wildlife model and how we adopted that and you know what the state of wild turkey hunting was at one time and what the state of whitetail deer hunting was at one time the alligator program at the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks another great example but you know we've adopted the principles that that wildlife belong to the people and we've got a central organization in the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks that helps us with that concept effort, and um, and it's going well for Mississippi. And I don't want us to ever see anything happen that would change any of that, that would ha- change any of what has been our hallmark to becoming the capital of the outdoors in America. And I, listen, I have a tremendous amount of respect for the Nature Conservancy and the role the Nature Conservancy has played, not just in your direct work, but also indirectly the leadership role that you have played, and that's, that's how I actually got to know Alex Littlejohn over the past two or three years. Uh, okay, so let's shift gears. Um, you're, you you love the bow hunt, but we'll come back to that in just a second. And you went to Mississippi State, where so many conservation leaders in the state went. Um, who taught you a love of the outdoors? At what age did you f- realize that this was going to be important to you?
8: So, so some of my earliest uh, memories, Ricky, are with my grandfather. I mean, back to four or five years old, taking naps in, in the deer stand with him, telling him to wake me up when he sees something because I was too tired. I, I was waiting for the sun to come up. Um, so he really instilled my passion of deer hunting. Um, you know, my brother and I grew up doing that. Uh, of course, my, my, my dad participated as well, but it was those memories of, of going to, to deer camp with, with uh, Papa Tony is what I refer to him as he's passed since. And um, I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, and now I see that same kind of revolution as, as I have two young kids and um, the time they cherish with, with, uh, with their grandfather as well.
4: You know, man, oh my gosh. You know, the older you get, now you got two kids, the older you get, the more you're going to realize that the only thing that matters is leaving a legacy for them. And the legacy of the outdoors is that so many kids in Mississippi get introduced to. It changes them. It makes them more responsible citizens. It makes them... It gives them a passion for for uh, for that part of their life. It gives them balance in their life. It, t- it teaches them how to be, how to go about life in a safe way, and be responsible and be ethical and all those things. But but you know, my story too, as I've shared on this story, show many times, my dad loved to fish and hunt, and we had great memories together. But he he worked a lot, so as a result of that, I spent a lot of time in the outdoors with both of my grandfathers. And gosh, some of the best memories of my life are, are focused on what they did for me. And you know I wish I could sit him down right now and say gosh did it make a difference you know if you could see the room that I'm in right now you would <laughs> you would you would realize that the outdoors has really defined me really to be honest with you throughout my career it, it defined me I had a friend of mine he's been on the show before incidentally his name is Terry Waldrop and once Terry got a promotion he was he's a marine engineer he's done you know, he's still working today extremely successfully and um, his boss gave him a promotion once and he looked his boss in the eye and he said, let me make sure, you know, I'm very clear about this. I'm excited to get this job, but don't ever be confused. The reason I work is to put gas in my boat. <laughs> and he meant it, it too. To Terry, Terry meant it too. But, uh, but it made a big influence on you and it literally defined how your career was going to be, didn't it?
8: It did. And that's, you know, why I'm so passionate about what I do Um because I know, you know, day in and day out, what I'm doing is affecting, um, you know, overall wildlife conservation in the state of Mississippi, which I care deeply about, and I want to um, make sure that my kids have not only the same opportunities I have, but even even greater opportunities. I think we all want that.
4: So uh, you and I were sharing little notes about your bow hunting obsession. Uh, my son Jordan has that too, uh, but you uh, you. You've uh, you've you've had a lot of fun bow hunting, haven't you, my friend?
8: Absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's you know, like Toxie Hayes and, and the Mossy Oak team says, it's not a passion; it is an obsession. It truly consumes me from um, the summer, you know, scouting for, for for deer, and then throughout the fall and winter. And and there's something about being um, mobile and and having those deer in close. Just you know, the the uh, the nervous energy, the adrenaline rush. When that goes away, I'm going to stop doing it, and I pray it never does. But yes, I absolutely, I absolutely love it.
4: I mentioned to you that my son Jordan he's he's got actually a brand new Matthews bow, and we've uh, we've got a play area on the on the property next to us, and it's uh, it there's an it, there's an it goes it declines down to the marsh of Balexi Bay, and I've got a a target set up down there, and he was. In, in a one-inch pattern, he was putting, um, he was putting uh, arrows. It, for, he had did, did four in a row. None of them were outside of an inch, at 55 yards in Man the wind. Um, I mean, this the new technology, it, these bows is incredible.
8: Absolutely, I can remember uh, my first bow. You know, I had kind of a, a bow from you know Walmart that was kind of a long, bur- long bow recurve kind of just practice and. I'd been begging my parents to get me a bow and, and dad finally said, look, if you can hit, you know, this target at 25 yards how so many times in a row. And, and um, we had no idea what kind of spark that lit. And um, no, the technology has come so far.
4: It really has. So, OK, so you went to Mississippi State and uh, what did you get your degree in?
8: So I was actually a business major. I didn't find a passion for for politics later in life, and I've been involved um, in policy um, at first with Farm Bureau before I came to TNC, and now um, it's been about 10 years.
4: Yeah, well, listen, listen, Farm Bureau is a really good place to cut your teeth, by the way, because they've got a long history of uh, policy and political engagement for the good of um, you know outdoorsmen and farmers and you know the, you know the story better than I do hey when we come back on the other side we'll do our final segment with uh, Justin Brooks who's the director of uh, governmental relations for the nature conservancy in Mississippi and we'll talk about some of the big issues they're working on these days and uh, we'll see you after this
3: yeah,
4: Mississippi to this land called home I breathe Mississippi till I'm dead and gone Just
7: carry on
6: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. In
2: 1920,
8: John Albritton Sr. opened Albritton's Jewelry in downtown Jackson. With an expertise in watchmaking from his time with the Illinois Central Railroad, John not only sold, but serviced pocket and dress watches for his fellow Mississippians. All Britons has maintained that tradition to this day, with two full-time watchmakers on staff that are capable of repairing all major watch brands. All Britons also offers a vast collection of fine watches built to fit any lifestyle. From dress styles in gold and stainless steel, to sporty selections in carbon fiber, All Britons has the watch for you. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen
7: All Britons as their fine watch store. and value go hand in hand at All Britain's All Britain's Jewelers
2: Rogers Dav Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work ready vehicles available for your job site diesel gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabs Fleet. Call the Rogers Dabs Business Elite Fleet Team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dabs Chevrolet. Find new roads. This Labor Day broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse. Come dine with us. Tico Steakhouse, where the locals gather. East County Line Road in Richland, 601 956 1030. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what?
6: And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore Paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore Paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint, in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. First
1: down!
3: Before your next trip into the great Mississippi Outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for
2: you. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Justin Brooks, who's the Director of Government uh, Relations for the Nature Conservancy here in Mississippi. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, Justin, it doesn't matter who I talk to. Everyone has a story to tell about how they came to, especially people involved in the conservation community, have a story to tell about how they got so connected to the outdoors and conservation. And as you mentioned before, we went to break, you you spent some time at the Farm Bureau after, after going to school at Mississippi State, and then you landed in this position. But, you know, I tell you what, the Nature Conservancy they are heavy duty involved in policy that affects conservation efforts across the state. You know, they—they, they, I'd have to actually say they're one of the most important conservation organizations in the, in the United States. But do you see it that way as well?
8: Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we've got a chapter and staff um, in all 50 states and also 74 countries around the world. So we're involved on a high level on both um, policy here in the US, but also internationally as well.
4: You know, um, as it relates to the Farm Bill, I don't know that people realized when the Farm Bill was enacted that it would lead to so much incredible uh, conservation. For, For anyone who's just ever used the word CRP, you know, you you know you know you may not realize it. It's the it's the farm bill that created the opportunity for us to set aside so much amazing land that's helped in our, our wildlife management efforts. But the farm bill has had incredible far-reaching impact, hasn't it?
8: Absolutely. You know, it's it's the single-handedly largest piece of uh, public funding opportunity for private lands conservation across the U.S. We're talking. Um, several billion dollars a year and, and, and like you said it is it has changed habitat um, you know all the way from California to, to the east coast
4: as they as they go through or went through the the reauthorization efforts where, where are we as it relates to that
8: yes yeah, so the 2018 farm bill will expire in September Congress reauthorizes this legislation every five years um, As you know, now Congress looks a little different with uh, Republicans controlling the House and um, Senate, uh, the Democrats controlling the Senate. So we're going to have to have um, a strong level of bipartisanship on this work. And um, we've been um, working on this since uh, pretty much the 2018 Farm Bill was signed into law in December of of, of 18. So it takes, like you said, a village to uh, to get something like this done. And um, unfortunately, unfortunately, You know, if if we can get to a consensus before the end of September, that's great. However, um, you know if we need to if we see if Congress will authorize an extension and pass it by the end of the year or two, um, it's really just whatever we can get done within uh, the both House and Senate. Well,
4: you know what's interesting is I watch and this is not a political show, but as I watch the political scene in America with so much division, the truth is that that most of us are somewhere in the middle. And that actually is so also true of Congress. We don't talk enough about it because the the polarizing ends are not often uh, the ones controlled the conversation, but you know, if you look back at even over the past year, there's been some bipartisan efforts on a lot of stuff. It would seem to me that the farm bill is a bipartisan effort that you could you could you could create and get together around. What's the, what's the signals you're getting out of Congress?
8: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, agriculture is important in all states, all 50 states, um, especially in rural states like Mississippi. Um, so, and then along with the the um, safety net that the farm bill provides for farmers and producers, along with the conservation efforts. Um, tied to it is also the SNAP program, which is um, vitally important to um, food security for for lower income Americans. So, um, all those three things combined really bring both sides of the aisle together to try to try and work this out.
4: Hey, there's a there's another really important effort at the at the national level called the Recovering America's Wildlife Act. Uh, tell us about that one.
8: Yes, as as it's referred to, you know, our our world and, and policy is full of acronyms, but it stands for Recovering America's Wildlife Act, and this would provide an additional $1 billion a year for state wildlife agencies to conserve wildlife resources locally. Um, I think is the key there. It allows for the states, our Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks here in Mississippi, to decide where that money goes here in Mississippi. It's not gonna be fed from DC top down. It's what are our local needs and then gives them the flexibility um, to work within the state to, to accomplish those needs.
4: You know, in the state of Mississippi, if you look at, the I mean, good Lord, you, you, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of actions that have been taken by the Nature Conservancy that have helped uh, in so many different ways. You know, from uh, recovering orchard shells, uh, a project that's happening here in coastal Mississippi, to being engaged in the effort to create the Phil Bryant you know—wild wildlife management area. Um, I mean, it, it, you see, it seems to me that Nature Conservancy has their fingers in a lot of stuff.
8: Absolutely. Um, We try to stay busy. And and I think, you know, the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund only prolongs that not only for TNC, but for other conservation groups across the state and state agencies. Um, So we're really excited about that, too.
4: Well, listen, Justin, we're out of time, but it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. We'll get you back on soon.
8: Absolutely, Ricky. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
4: This has been Justin Brooks from The Nature Conservancy. It's been a great day today. Y'all have a great Labor Day, and uh, we'll see you next week. God bless you, and as I always in the show, stay safe when you're in the outdoors. Always put safety first. Have a great week.